The golden rule says you should treat others the way you want to be treated. But an unfortunate truth is that idea doesn't account for the driving power of wanting to prove someone wrong or get even. Media moguls Vince McMahon and Ted Turner turned the 90s cable airwaves into an open war zone of professional wrestling with millions of fans. The global superpowers of the 20th century even threw down to be the first to send a man to the moon just as a flex. There are stories where people crash and burn in perceived mutual hatred, too. Like naturalist Charles Waterton humiliating himself trying to bring down American birding icon James Audubon. But that's the beauty of beef. It's funny, it's dark, it's humanity in a nutshell. And it's a triple gold signal award-winning show from Next Chapter Podcasts. I'm Bridget Todd. Join me as I serve up the juiciest rivalries you've never heard of. Listen to Beef wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Girl, there is there is so much piping hot tea searing into the world. Parentheses, the world we give a shit about. And parentheses, it is it is oozing in like molten lava, and it will not stop. I pushed the record button, and we immediately just started laughing because we know that this is about to be an absolute. Roller coaster. Listen, comedian Kiki Anderson is our guest today. She's in the green room. Hopefully, we get to her to try to fix James Gordon because the list of shit that Chris and I need to go over is extensive. Listen to this list. I don't even know if we'll get to all these motherfuckers. Listen to the, I'm just going to say the names. Okay. I, I, Hugh Jackman, uh, Drew Barrymore. Oh. Jen Shaw and Elizabeth Holmes. Oh my God. The Nicole Kidman, Amy Schumer feud. 
Jan Wenner is a racist, Russell Brand is a rapist, and the Britney update this week is so utterly ridiculous on Britwatch that we have to leave her for the conclusion. It is Christmas fucking day at Fixing Famous People. It sure is. This is going to be an 11-hour episode. It will be the length of the Thornbirds, and you don't know what that is, but it was a great miniseries from the 1980s starring Richard Chamberlain as a priest. Uh, and, and Barbara Stanwyck as the wealthy landowner who loved the priest. Actual line from the miniseries, I love you, priest. I swear to God. Anyway, it will be just shy of 11 hours because we have to go over all of these famous people. Christopher, pick a name from that list. Where where do you want to begin? Okay, should we go happy or sad? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, sad equaling rape, right? None of them really yeah. seem sad to me. Um, oh my God, I don't... I, would, I don't even have the, the Cooney's Coochers on this list for their update from last week. Their lives have gotten even worse. It's too much. We're trying to cover too much. Okay, so. <sighs> Chris, talk about Hugh Jackman. Let's, Hugh just, Jackman. let's just start with Hugh Jackman. Okay, I'm going. People will be coming for me for this. Hugh Jackman has been freed. <laughs> His wife. That is so unfair. Beard that woman is gone. I am. He finally can be himself. If you know what I'm to quote Wendy Williams, <laughs> they've been putting on this charade for a little too long. <laughs> if you know what I mean, and so, I think that you do. Oh, you miss Wendy Williams so much. I miss her I can so feel much. It. I miss I her so it. much every day. How Listen, all I'm going to say about Hugh Jackman and his wife breaking up? How you doing, Hugh Jackman? That's all. <laughs> I will not say anything else, but other than <sighs> what Dominic is about to reveal, the text messages that I sent. Yes, Chris and I are in a group chat, and I said in the group chat that Hugh Jackman, you know, he's very talented, he's quite handsome, he's undeniably charming, but he's never been like superstar status to me personally. Like, he's never been that guy. Chris responds with... <laughs> I would have sex with him in front of my entire family. <laughs> I fell down when I read it. I was on the subway. I literally fell. People threw change and half sandwiches at me. I was on the subway floor because following up that text, our friend Tom says. How dare you do this to him, but do it. I would have sex with him in front of Chris's family too as soon as Chris was done. <laughs> The whores have weighed in. We're the disgusting. gay whores have weighed in. We We're are disgusting. thrilled about the Jackman split. I it just it opens the door. Is all I'm gonna say. Oh, is that what they're calling it now? A door? <laughs> is that what they call it on TikTok? Their buttholes. I, I don't know. <laughs> but I, don't I mean, know. there's we could go on that for 15 more minutes, but we don't have time. We have to move on. We don't. I think that everyone who does Broadway shows is bisexual at the bare minimum. Stop. So that's right. But. I, I do think that they are. I think everyone, I think they may not admit it, but I know for them. And it's fine. They don't have to reveal. Okay. So he, if Hugh Jackman starts dating a man, would that really move the needle for anybody? Uh, no, Does not it, at all. Everyone, everyone already would, thinks it. Everyone would, be everyone would be happy. I'm happy. Everyone would just be happy for him. That's all. I'm sure she's lovely. And you know what? She's not a supermodel and has for decades, if we might be fair, taken an obscene amount of shit based on her appearance from the press. So well, she, she probably just needs a fucking break. And she, yeah. And they were dating when she was, she's like a, 
Renee Angelil. Like he was like 20 and she was like 40 something and they were got married. Are you first? Right. If you're comparing Hugh Jackman to Celine Dion, he's already, I mean, what, (laughs) how will it get gayer for him? You're comparing him to Celine. Let's move on to our next. Let's move on. It's, it's a lost cause. Uh, Drew full name, Drusilla. I made that up. Barrymore. (laughs) Drusilla. (laughs) Oh God. Um, I'm happy for her because I think that finally the right decision was made. I think no matter the beating she's taken, I I do tend to think that she had her heart in the right place, but it was telling her the wrong thing. That's just a problem. I think that she thought she would like solve a smaller problem without solving the bigger problem, but all she did was create a giant problem for herself. And it's it's like... She apologized. I felt like she was sincere. And now she's apologized a second time now that the show is paused. And I, when I tell you that before we recorded this, the Los Angeles Times has an article that says, Drew Barrymore spent years building her brand. Without writers, it unraveled in a week. With a few ill-advised social media posts, America's adorable sweetheart punctured her carefully honed image as an endearing kook and excruciatingly sincere Hollywood survivor. I don't think that she's in trouble. I really don't. I don't think that anyone thinks Drew Barrymore is a robber baron or Elon Musk. I don't think anyone thinks that she's like that hard up for money that that's why she was doing this. I think she was trying to move forward and just fucked up. Like, that's it for me. When I And I think she like, it's very clear that she had her hands tied, which I understand however is it still the good decision to do no but then the thing that was worse is that she kept talking about it and it reeked of pr and she's such that person like never forget when we all first saw the video of her running around in the rain screaming and she was being like if you can run around in the rain like don't miss the opportunity and we were all like she's batshit but like we love it Sure. It reeked of like, someone told me to say this, and so I am going to say it. Here's, okay, listen to me. Drew. Uh, well, that's that's why I'm here, is to listen Coon- to you. <laughs> Drew, <laughs> the Coonies Coochers, any celebrity that's going to give an apology, I listen up. Turn your, like, mute everything else, pull up a seat, <sighs> listen to what I am saying to you. When you do this, apology that you video yourself in your house to make it seem like a humongous PR machine didn't tell you to do this. I need you to get off book. I can't have you glancing to the side to see the screen that you're reading off of. I need you to be off book for this. Does that make sense to you? I'm going to answer for them. Uh, Yes, Chris, this makes sense. Thank you. You've saved more careers today. It's so infuriating that these people say that they're actors and they can't memorize a speech that they're well, here's going the to thing. give. With the Coonies Coochers from last week apologize. With all these, all these rich people apologizing, the bottom line is they can live comfortably with what they have in the bank for the rest of their lives now, period. All right? I want someone to just say fuck it and deliver the apology from a, a bubble bath, yeah. honestly. Yeah. Like that, that is all I want. <laughs> so we're going to give as the podcast continues and we find more people who have apologies to issue, we will decide at the end of the year who should reissue their apology 
from a bubble bath. Oh, I'm going to wow. conduct this investigation That's on a my great, own. That is very smart. Do you get it? Like, I need you to pretend like you are saying this from the heart. Even though we know you're not, your eyes darting back and forth and back and forth and back and forth does not sell me on it any more than it already you know what i mean like you're really just yeah. telling on yourself the whole time it's so because because awful. most look i look i'm i'm in this community i am a performer i will tell you firsthand all actors are insane we <laughs> like playing roles and telling jokes because the one thing we don't want to do is be our fucking selves we don't <laughs> even know how i chris i walk around in life with this microphone and it's not attached <laughs> to anything i don't know what's trailing on the crowd <laughs> But it is well, the truth. Actors are they, 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 they don't they don't know how to be themselves. They look uncomfortable. The Cooney's Coocher apology is unbearable to watch. I would only do it one time because I started scratching myself when I watched it again. Isn't it so funny that I feel that I have this experience and I, I hope that you do too, that when you since we work in reality television, when you encounter a real actor that then is like going to be on a reality show. Every time that it's happened to me, they've been like, I'm so nervous for this. And I'm like, mm. why? You have to like do actual real acting where there's like hundreds of people like riding on your performance. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? This is so easy. And they always say to me, I've never had to like play myself. Like, that's terrifying. Mm. It is terrifying. Yeah. And you know, it's just, especially like when you, everyone starts a reality show playing the version yeah, uh -huh. of themselves. And it's always fun to interview someone over a season of a reality show, a new person where in that first interview, they are this character of themselves that they've created because they thought to themselves, if I was ever on television, I would be boo, boo, boo. Then after a few weeks, they realize the cameras aren't going away. And it's that third interview <laughs> where guess. they're just like, let me tell you this. Exactly. Bitch. Here's why this person sucks. Here's why right. this person's. Yeah. Love it. Because you have to be your, it's, it's very funny. Anyway, moving, we have to move on. I'm sorry. Let's move on down. Let's go to a feud, Amy Schumer versus Nicole Kidman. So basically, yeah. Yeah. Nicole Kidman Yeah, fill me in Kidman on this because was... you, you like know about this. I was not Go Google it while I'm it. chatting about it. It's not some, there is a photo of Nicole Kidman who looks robotic because she is <laughs> the perfect human. Our if, queen. And I'm using human in quotes, yeah. uh, which is funny <laughs> because the joke Amy Schumer told, she, she posted a picture of her from the US Open sitting cross-legged and looking very stiff. And the caption that Amy wrote was something like, this how humans sit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I fucking love Amy Schumer. And I think that joke was hilarious. But we, of course. We make similar jokes like that every episode on that. this podcast. Worse, <laughs> worse. And so, so you know, Nicole Kidman fans went after Amy Schumer, so she took it down. And then, oh, you're gonna love this if you don't know this. She then, <laughs> she then issued an apology and said in the apology she was going to ask the cast of that '70s show to write character letters on her <laughs> behalf. <laughs> Perfect. And then I think she took that down. Apparently, when confronted uh, with questions of the feud. Either Nicole Kidman or her assistant were, said, the quote is something like that. She's giving this no attention. Yeah, like this we, like foolish. I don't even know what you're talking about, basically. Yeah, because Nicole Kidman is completely unbothered because she doesn't even know what Instagram is. Right. And, you know, two seconds. By the way, no one's seen Amy Schumer since then, but someone looking like Shelly Miscavige was at her door <laughs> in the middle of the night, apparently, and grabbed her by the throat and shot like a bullet out of the building. 
Yeah, right. They would be like loving this for her because they hate Nicole Kidman. I know. Maybe that. Maybe yeah, maybe they're the ones that paid Amy Schumer to tweet that. Probably. All right. Moving on. This is where it gets a little more. Jan Wenner. Bye, bitch. I mean, bye. Bitch. I didn't know who this person was until Rebecca texted us, so I had to Google. Oh, really? Who it was. Oh, I wow. did not know who he was. No, Jan Wenner. I mean, he's a legend, you know, I mean, and rightly considered one given his place in publishing and music history. I mean, for sure. Did not see this one coming. Did not see this one coming. So basically he does this inner, he's the co-founder of the Rolling Stone magazine and. And on the board at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And he did, they doing some big, huge article question mark. What was it? I think it's a movie called The Seven and it's about seven legends and i get jan is involved in this in some way and it's like mick jagger and david bowie but oh, it's like the, the, okay, the seven people are all i believe seven straight white men and he's sort of regarding them as the seven most important people in, in music history right but when asked about why there were no women and why there were no people of color to make a long story short, because I think anyone who <laughs> listens to this conversation will get it, he complained about other subjects not being articulate enough to be included here. And so that's when the avalanche started. There's nowhere to even begin with discussing how he revealed himself here and how he fucked up. But if you are a racist, let me give you some advice. If you are white, never, ever, ever ever use the word articulate to describe anyone, anyone of any color or non-color. Just don't do it. It is. It never goes well for anybody, even if the person that you are describing is actually articulate. Just keep it to your fucking self. There's, there's no, it's, it's, it's like racism a, 101. Like it, it's, it's not, just it's insane. so bad because it's, it's so insane. obviously bad. Why you would choose those words is a testament to who you would be. If you're describing a person of color and their level of art, articulatity, let's see what I did Stop, there. stop. Um, if that's one of the first three things that's important to you, it means that you are racist and you should be quiet until you are not. It's 2023 and you are like, I didn't need to have any women or anyone that's not white speak about this because I just didn't think they were smart enough. Like it's that thing that women have been complaining about for truly and clitorally decades mm -hmm. where they're like, oh yeah, we weren't even consulted about this because a bunch of men thought that a bunch of other men were the most important people to speak about this thing about tampons. Yep. You know what I mean? Like it's that yeah. it, it, in a nutshell. <laughs> Whether or not you think it's, ridiculous uh you don't have a choice this is this is the locomotive that is moving through history and you cannot just assemble a group of white men in something entertainment related and that's it you just can't you have no, to represent say, other genders and races you and, must do that and even if you do that then say the reason i didn't have anyone that didn't look like these people was because they were too stupid to understand what we were trying to do because that's what you're saying when you say they weren't articulate racist. No, it wasn't even just articulate. They were like, they wouldn't have like the the frame of reference of knowledge. Like there was more that's to the That's what he said statement. about the women. Yeah, yeah he said yes. the women wouldn't be able to discuss music theory as well yes. as the men would. <laughs> oh God, okay, moving, sorry to, I'm sorry to say, but moving right along. It makes you want to read every Rolling Stone in history and, and to find out where that influence trickled down into, into coverage. Fuck that guy. 
Up next, Jen Shaw is friends with Elizabeth Holmes in prison. It's what we've wanted. It's what we've <laughs> prayed for. <laughs> the number of people that were like, why do I love this? And I was like, I don't even understand why you think you need to explain this to me. That why you like it. It's obvious why you like it. And I said I would pay $700 to see footage of them just having a conversation. When Jen Shaw gets out of jail, the very, very first question that the producers of The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City are going to ask is, can we bring cameras into the glass-walled room when you visit your friend Elizabeth Holmes? Holmes. We'll do anything. We will do anything. Because here's the thing about Elizabeth Holmes. She is articulate. Stop. I would, can we not get cameras up in there? Like they do prison shows, right? I mean, you have to ask. I mean, we've I've shot in in jails and prisons before. It's it's quite a clearance process, but you can do it. You just need a lot of lead time. I'm sure that they've already considered all of this. I mean, like, I hope so. I'm just beg. I'm begging. I'm begging. Like, couldn't we? Uh, what can we do? Anything. I don't even care what show it is. Just a live Big Brother feed of them speaking. All right. Well, if you're that desperate, why don't you uh, sneak into the jail and record them without their consent? Bake Elizabeth Holmes a cake and put a cell phone (laughs) in it. Traffic and stuff for her into the prison so she can record herself. Do you do you watch? Have you ever watched Wentworth on Netflix? I have not. It's an Australian women's prison drama, and I'm not exaggerating when I say that it is my favorite television show of all time because it's good or because it's insane both but i couldn't we i can't even start talking about it all i can tell you is that i happened upon it a couple of years ago in the middle of the night on netflix this is a true story i couldn't stop binging it so i took off from work the next day and my husband came home and i was still awake i've been i watched like 18 straight episodes and he walked in and said, you are fucking kidding me. I was, just there. I was like, I can't. <laughs> and you stop have like powdered donut sugar this. all over your face. Like no, that wasn't like- donut sugar. How do you think I was staying awake to binge it? <laughs> it was a great day. Maybe one of the greatest in my life. Wentworth on Netflix. Get into it. All right, let's move on down the list. Oh, this is a bad one. Russell Brand. Jesus. I mean, Francesca see, and this Christ. Is, and this is what I don't. <laughs> Jesus, Francesca Christ. Yeah. This is what I don't like whenever people that are like, this is going to be very mean and I'm sorry in advance. I don't like when people that make their entire personality about being addicts or being rock stars or being like, you know, fucking um, getting bitches and I'm like doing coke off a stripper's ass and then whatever the fuck he was at the beginning of his career. I wish the world could see the visuals on this delivery. (laughs) I wish you were all seeing what I'm seeing. I hate when they're that and then they turn into like, I love mental health and like I'm clean and sober now and so I am so great and aren't I so great because I'm clean and sober now and nothing I did before was bad and I'm so great and then this happens. Right. And we, then you find out they got clean and sober because they realized they'd been raping people. Yes. Yeah. Good Good on you. Kindness is always the answer after you've committed a series of sexual offenses. Yeah. Can anyone be, is anyone surprised? No. Like, is, was there an Onion article that the cookies sent me that said, people confused thinking that Russell Brand was already a sex offender? Which is like hilarious and shouldn't be an Onion article because it's real. No one is surprised 
And I've hated Russell Brand for a long time because my favorite movie of all time is 1981's Arthur, starring the late Dudley Moore and the late Sir John Gilgood. And Russell Brand did a remake of this movie a couple of years ago. I did not watch it. I would not watch it. I believe it was nominated for Razzies. And Russell Brand, as a citizen of the United Kingdom, how fucking dare you redo this movie? How dare you try to duplicate or exploit the talent of Dudley Moore? You are a nugget of corn in Dudley Moore's last shit, Russell Brand. Oh my God, slam! Slam. I'm sad that he was violent towards women, but I'm just glad to see him be under investigation for any reason because he defiled Arthur and he dragged Helen Mirren into it to play John Gielgud's part. Helen Mirren, of course, survived because she is impenetrable from bad reviews and (laughs) nonsense. Truly. I mean, are we surprised? No. Am I glad that this is coming out? Yes. Is it a decade too late? Yes. Because like what career does he even have anymore? Like what has he done in the last like 10 years? Nothing. all this, these stories are coming out that all these people knew about it for years. Well, that's like, I, I, I don't not, know. If not it's do- like, I have not dove yet that far into it. Like BBC, like there were shows he worked on where execs talked about not having any female staff members. Yeah. As opposed to just not hiring Russell Brand, they were going to degender their staff. Which is like, again, like, and that's the thing that I think people forget are like, well, how do you know the any of these things are true? Or how do you know? You know what I mean? If you like the opposition of like, is he a rapist? Is like, if you're going to this to the lengths where people are not able to obtain a job because of their gender, because the work environment is so hostile that they will be attacked by the host of the show, like that's hard to maneuver around right. in your experience. And also giving. like insanely illegal to even have have that discussion like should we not hire women because the host won't stop touching them is like uh i bet judy dench is available get her to fucking host it what's so great about the dude it's not you know was he talented i mean i guess so not so talented that you'd need to put people at risk by hiring him for something good lord it's crazy, but I mean, I, but people are eating. I mean, it's Harvey Weinstein 2.0 as far as I'm it concerned. Fe- it feels like that because yeah. every couple of minutes, another story breaks from like another person or et cetera, et cetera. A couple of programming notes before we get to Brit Watch. I would like to apologize to the listeners who complained that somehow the strains of my voice saying, hey, Siri, last week made your phones, <laughs> phones and car explode. stereos go off and start screaming as her. I don't know what it was about my voice because I've said this on the program many times. Almost every episode. (laughs) I don't know what happened last week, but I will tell you that if I figure out how to repeat it, I'm going to. So (laughs) that's that. And one more programming note. So those of you who listened to the um, podcast last week where we fixed Jimmy Fallon might have heard Chris having several... I guess what I would describe as mini meltdowns <laughs> on the air. I thought you were going to say tantrums. <laughs> well, they were. Thank you, actually. They were tantrums. I defer to that word. They were tantrums. And because I was saying the word literally instead of clitorally. Now, first of all, I wasn't aware I had to say it that way every single time. I mean, sometimes it has to slip through. But Copy. the real kicker is <laughs> that if you listen back, to that very podcast, 
Chris himself says the word literally instead of clearly upwards of 83 times <laughs> in the one hour and 10 minute podcast. Realistically, like three times. It's blatant and it's loud. And honestly, who the hell do you think you are? I will say you had every room and right to uh, correct me and you did not. However, when I was editing the podcast, did I hear it uh, multiple times and go, ooh, uh, <laughs> did I sit there and go, what do I do about this? And was it was I speaking way too quickly for me to edit it out myself to make to try to cover it up? Yes. Mm-hmm. So do I owe everyone an apology? Not as good as Dominic's that he gave in the moment. Correct. I do. And I'm sorry. And I'll do better. Mm. That that honestly, <laughs> that was it. That was the Lord speaking for me. Yeah. I mean, here we are about to introduce our guest, but first, Brit Watch. Brittany Watch. Oh, baby, baby. Okay. It's like she's here when I do that, isn't isn't it? It's like she's in the room. Brit, yeah, you sound just like her. I know. Brittany is allegedly dating her former housekeeper. <laughs> I'm upset. I'm scared. I'm nervous. <sighs> Is she in Italy? Like, I need to, like, where is she? Oh, first of all. I have not seen her getting those meatballs. I have not seen her back at home. Is she okay? Britney Spears should not be dating her housekeeper for a couple of reasons. A, uh, the power dynamic. You shouldn't, you shouldn't, she shouldn't even be dating a former employee. But especially one that has as much dirt on her as he must. Like, if if he cleaned this woman's home for, I, I don't even know, I don't, do we know how long he was her housekeeper? Uh, unclear, unclear. All right. It's just that in a series of bad choices, this is a winner. This is tens across the board. Well, he knows, yeah. Bad idea for her. <laughs> well, he literally knows where her dirty laundry is. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, it's Because he's cleaned not, it. Yeah. I'm nervous. And so, I have an idea. <laughs> You're not ready for this. I'm starting a prayer chain for Britney Spears. There, I said oh, it. Oh, my. I'm setting God. an alarm on my phone for noon Eastern time every day. Oh, At noon, I'm going to give her. And listen, if you like, if you love prayer, if you don't, <laughs> it. You are going to, at noon Eastern time, now whatever time zone you're in, adjust to that. We're going to give Britney Spears positive vibes. The cookies and I have been doing this for a couple days, and I need to bring it now to, like, a larger audience. I'm starting a prayer chain, noon Eastern time. You can pray. You can worship her. You can do it. Send her positive vibes. You can write her a letter. You can do whatever you need. This is what we're doing. Noon. Every day. She needs it desperately. Oh, baby, baby. <laughs> Do we go to church? No. Will we pray for... <laughs> you can't even say it. Because it's so redonk. But whatever. We'll, we'll probably gain a million listeners for the Britney Spears prayer chain. So do it tell your friends like tell, tell everyone tell everyone i'm serious guys i'm not joking i'll put it on my instagram like noon every day noon eastern time 
prayer chain, Britney Spears. She needs it. Wow. We have run the gamut here. We have run the gamut here. But our job is not yet done, and it is time to get to our fixie. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. All right, we have a fellow podcaster in our midst. Um, please welcome Kiki Anderson. She is a comedian, and she is the host of Indecent, uh, a podcast about peeling back the wallpaper of polite society. Kiki, thank you for being with us. Oh, thank you for having me. Hello. Tell us really quickly a little bit about your podcast so people can find you and, you know, obviously go and download it and listen. Yeah. So like you said, we're peeling at the wallpaper of polite society, trying to figure out, like, why people are hung up on this thing. Uh, you know, where does that belief system come from? We try to like follow the money a little bit and try to figure out if anybody's profiting off of your outrage. And we have all kinds of guests. We have everything from psychologists to social media experts, journalists, uh, comedians. We have everyone on. Um, and we're not trying to solve anything. We're just, you know, picking at it, trying to figure out what's got everybody's panties in a bunch. We're trying to solve too much on this podcast. So I feel like that's, this is like a beautiful balance of what, you know, I think that you'll actually really help us um, to kind of like, so you do the adult version of, yeah. Yeah, you do the adult version of our podcast. Yes. Yeah. Like, actual adult. That's listeners. the first time people have called me an adult. So, yeah. <laughs> so we are going to be talking about James Corden. I sent you the list. What, what drew you to James Corden? Well, you had a great list. Some of them, I have to confess, I wasn't like really sure what they did. And I wanted to come from a place of like, oh, I've read about this and I've already had feelings on it as opposed to like, mm -hmm. oh, I Googled this for the purpose of this podcast. Um, yeah. And I don't know. I feel like James Corden like has made some missteps, but he's redeemable. Uh, I, I'm not a James Corden hater. So mm. I thought that would be a good place to come from. How he kind. does he? I think he is <laughs> redeemable too. He really didn't do I anything so like too. that. I actually think that he didn't do anything that horrible to like receive like where he's like just basically gone off the face of the planet now. Yeah, well, especially right after the Lizzo controversy. Like, I think that there. I, I don't trust anybody whose brand is positivity, first of no. all. <laughs> like, and you're, that's like and you're correct to do so. You are so correct to do so. You must put that on an apron or a mug. I don't trust anyone whose brand is positivity. Do yeah, it. Yeah, it's like people who yeah. use too much therapy speak, which is another conversation people are having right now. Is like, yeah, it's people that like weaponize these terms and stuff to like build this brand and like cover up their bullshit. So when you see people like James Corden slip up a little bit i'm like yeah well we fucking knew <laughs> right, and I, yeah, was, right. I, I, knew, <laughs> I knew it was too good to be true right he kind of filled the hole that ricky gervais left 
Like when Ricky Gervais was like, I'm done doing this. Like, why did you hire me? Right. Remember, wasn't it the Oscars that he was like, why did you hire me? Like, I'm right. so the over Globes. all this. It was the Golden Globes. It was the Golden yeah. Globes. You're right. He was like, why the fuck am I here? Like, they were like, all right, James Corden, another British person that can like go up and be fun and not, I mean, like, you know what I mean? Like, he's not throwing in the towel. He's not acting like he's too good for this. Like, I feel like we really got to know him once he started hosting everything possible and right. being a great host. Right. Yeah. It's so funny because if Ricky Gervais had yelled at somebody at a restaurant, nobody would bat an eyelash. No, not even, it wouldn't, <laughs> including the person being yelled at. Right. They would it's, be like, Mr. Gervais, like, thank you so much. Like, well, that'll be yeah, hit 25. Me yeah, that'll be 25.97. Thank you so much. Yeah. It's expected. Now, James was like, a, I mean, I'm not going to do the whole background, but he was whatever. He was like a child star in England. Like he was on some show I think it was a sitcom maybe as a teen. And so he had been well known over there for a while. And then that Broadway show I mentioned earlier was sort of his first big thing here in the States. And he took off pretty quickly from what I remember. Like he just became famous here really quickly, which doesn't happen to people from overseas very often no. that quickly, you know? Unless they're like a heartthrob. Right. Like someone who comes in to play like a leading role, which he wasn't doing. But you were, Kiki, you were saying something about British people. Right. I should say, no, as as far as people you don't want to fuck, he became pretty, yeah. <laughs> pretty yes, popular correct. very quickly. Correct. <laughs> and actually, well, I also British it, people he, like bypass that too. It's like, oh, well, he's yeah. got an accent. So he's kind of sexy in his own way. <laughs> I, supposedly, yeah. And I shouldn't, I shouldn't shame him because he, he actually is, uh, he's in my wheelhouse. He's actually kind of, he's, he's kind of cute. So I don't want to, in case he's listening and there is the possibility, I would never, I don't turn down. He's in the wheelhouse. I mean, anybody, really. <laughs> what would you? Life is short. And let's not forget that obviously carpool karaoke like changed late night forever. Like that's when you really think about it, we would, even if you didn't watch any of the shows that he was on, you tuned into YouTube the next day to like, like the carpool karaoke, whoever he did with carpool karaoke, it was all over the internet for weeks. Absolutely. No, even it was now. like a historic achievement yes. for, yeah. for late night. I mean, really like it really would having something fresh in that space is it comes around not not even once every year and carbo karaoke's won its own emmys it's been its own show like yeah. it's, it was just a, a the simplest idea that he definitely took into the stratosphere and he should that is an absolute feather for him there's no doubt and he's so yeah. good in it like he's singing with them he's having fun like again if this was jimmy kimmel he would be like why the fuck am i doing this do you know what right. I mean? Like he would no, be he's like, very, what? yeah, he's incredibly talented. He's, a, he was always, a t he was bef for years before we came to know him, he was a talented actor and, you know, appeared in musicals as well. So he can sing, which brings us to, I, I believe he played a gay character in the prom, the 2020 movie, the Ryan Murphy directed film, the prom and was savaged for, you know, for lack of a better term, gay face and just appearing as a gross and offensive gay stereotype in Ryan Murphy's film. I am quoting, by the way, an article from the uh, Independent when I call him groat, excuse me, quote, <laughs> gross and offensive gay stereotype. I don't know how to feel about that one because I'm not gay, so I can't speak to that issue, but I am Jewish and Bradley Cooper just got in trouble for, I've never even heard the term Jew face, but apparently that's what they're calling it, which sounds way more derogatory than what he did. Yes, <laughs> correct. <laughs> it's not it's great, really but it, even, 
even you saying that right now, I was like, ooh. I was like, oh. Right? You right. like, got the word Jew face. My God. <laughs> I feel like we should bleep it. <laughs> it's just yeah, something that I... you know that someone has lobbed at someone else <laughs> before. And it's like, you oh. know, it stings, even though we don't. Anyway, continue. Gay face sounds fun. Jew face sounds yeah, yeah, horrific. Yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not even mad at Bradley Cooper for that one. I'm like, you know what? The one thing that I will not allow him to do again is sing. He can play a Jewish guy if he wants, but just don't slam. sing. <laughs> slam. Slam. Slam city. You slam. are correct. You are correct. But <laughs> slam. But that's, a th- I mean, it's good to know that like everyone is misrepresented in Hollywood, not just gay people <laughs> or Jewish people. Do you know what I mean? It's really, but that is what kind of, I feel like led to his downfall of people starting to be like, hold on a second. James Corden's whole like persona is like copying off of someone who would be like a gay person that would be this host but instead you're giving it to him like he's wearing the sequins he's like dressing like a drag queen basically he's like very like flamboyant which like there are parts of me that i'm like okay but like what if he's just flamboyant that doesn't mean that he's gay like it's like people should be allowed to be feminine and be still be straight however there is a part of me that's like yeah he wears like sequin suits all the time and it's like just like come on like i don't know i'm torn about it i wasn't i i I was I was not offended by James Gordon's gross and defensive gay stereotype, given that I, as a gay man, am grosser and more offensive than. Yeah, I was going to say if that's gay face, what am I like a gay? You see yourself in that character. (laughs) (laughs) You feel you felt represented by his character. I did. did. That's the diet version. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm doing gay face. Was it Meryl Streep in that movie, or there's just a, or, or was Meryl was, Streep and Nicole Kidman and Andrew Rannells? Like, everyone. there's a whole bunch of like, and so he's making fun of gay. No, I, I, it's just I don't. Some of it I don't get. That's one of them. Yeah. What it's, year was that movie made? 2020. Oh, uh, okay. I mean, it is a little weird to make that mistake now <laughs> if that happens i mean the they're 90s. still doing it every day they're Katie. still doing it yeah yeah every single isn't like the what is it like white red and royal blue isn't that like a book that's now becoming like a movie that's like a call me by your name esque i they, thought that it's it was too a movie sh- it's first. too straight it's too straight there's definitely someone who's not gay in that movie playing a gay person look at love simon like the guy that plays simon is not he's straight oh really yeah. Who's playing the roles in Red, White, and Royal Blue? They're two younger, like not as famous people, but I know that they're not gay. Oh, okay. Then, right? I mean, if they're hot, I don't, they, I should Yeah, no, we're, that. if it's like Harvey Dominic, Keitel. No, Dominic, we're lining up to go see it. And not, <laughs> if it's like Harvey Keitel and Morgan Freeman, I will no, protest yeah, on behalf yeah. of gay people <laughs> with a how dare you. But if they're hot, then yeah, they should, it doesn't matter if they're straight or not. No, where, yeah, you could care less about if they're hot or not. No, it's if the two one gay people name, are, on. if gay people are kissing on screen and they're being portrayed by people who aren't gay, Newsflash, that's even hotter. You all know it. Stop yeah. whining about it. Stop. <laughs> Stop. That's just the story of Taylor Swift. Supposedly she's gay and that's everybody. But everybody lives for that like story, the mystery. right? Mystery, yes. The you know, mystery of it. it. Is, I'm so happy you brought that up because we didn't, we haven't discussed that on the podcast yet. But I found this week this whole internet like lunatic community on the internet that call themselves gaylers and their job is to like 
interpret every single thing that Taylor <laughs> Swift says, does, breeds both in and out of her artistry where she's indicating that she is gay and telling the world that she's gay. And her her tour, they have like 40 to 50 examples of Taylor telling the world that she's gay. <laughs> I love Gaylers. <laughs> yeah. It's bizarre. Because why wouldn't she just? But that's what QAnon is. What is QAnon other than them being like, oh, they said pizza and emails like ninety-seven times. Like that means that there's like they're eating children. This is that. I mean, people really want Taylor Swift to be gay. They yeah. desperately want it. But no one wants James Corden to be gay. That's the problem. Is that no one's being like <laughs> no, no one's begging trying. him to be he gay. Keeps, they're like he keeps presenting as yeah, uh, and that started. You know, it wasn't his his last scandal because obviously the thing that ruined him, which I think is just it's hilarious because it's it's hilarious to me that if you are a celebrity, you can have not even a lapse of judgment. You can be misinterpreted for something you said or did that lasted literally less than three earth seconds and the rest of your life will be determined by i am ever fascinated by it and Mm -hmm. he said something off color to someone on the wait staff at balthazar in 2022 i can't and he is now known as someone who waits outside restaurants and murders waiters and waitresses when they're walking home (laughs) that is the severity (laughs) of whatever the fuck he said to this person and the owner of Balthazar put him on blast on uh, on Instagram and it was this is what he's known for now being mean to what do we know what he said did they like reveal what he said well I'm looking at that same article Corden was branded a tiny cretin of a man and banned from New York City restaurant Balthazar over his alleged treatment of the staff Owner said that James Corden was, quote, the most abusive customer to my Balthazar server since the restaurant opened no. 25 years oh ago. Oh, my God. What do you okay, think? Okay, who's more it? dramatic in that situation, though? No, I, know, I don't know. I know. Talk, I know. About, talk about gay face. Good Lord. <laughs> <laughs> that oh, wait, is a that's lot. so funny. Well, he addressed the controversy. He said his statement was short, thankfully. The truth is I made a rude, rude comment, and it was wrong. It was an unnecessary comment it was ungracious to the server that was Uh-oh. it i don't know what the comment was it was something about i know it was something about his wife's eggs i remember that what i read online was that they brought him the eggs with egg whites and then they brought it again with like the wrong sides and he just started shouting like he can't you can't even do your job i could do your job uh, which like he's kind of oh, right that's no but that's bad and that's and also like this isn't we're not at like waffle house we're not lana del rey at a waffle house during this mm-hmm. this is like balthazar is like an institution of new york city like you go there and it's like french it's nice it's like white tablecloths not that it's like the nicest restaurant in the whole world but like it's like you're getting a steak there like you're getting like it's it's like the whole point of it is that it's a nice fine dining restaurant in soho Mm -hmm. right around the corner from like all the stores to have someone be causing a scene there would be like very if i was there i'd be like very embarrassed for them yeah i agree it sounds like he's had these outbursts a lot so maybe that's something that he needs to like work on maybe he needs to go work at a waffle house for a while and be treated like yeah, shit maybe, for a minute yeah. i don't and i don't mean to solve the podcast i know that's later but yeah i don't know i also maybe it was a bad day maybe the waiter was rude i don't know it sounds like 
the guy that runs the restaurant also is a little rude. I don't know. He needed. A, it sounded like he needed a little bit of attention. The guy that owns Balthazar. Like, yeah. there's there's yeah. no way that <laughs> yeah. James Corden was meaner than anyone who's ever been there for 25 years. I want the story to be misinterpreted because I like that he made a comment about his wife's eggs. And I wish someone had actually like mocked her reproductive system or something like outlandish. And that that was the idiot story that they ran with. Yeah. He looked like a hero. He looked like a hero. He just, he leaked the wrong thing leaked. That was all. What was that? A waitress made fun of your wife's eggs. This is appalling. He'd be still have a show. He'd still live here. And like James Corden's getting taken down for saying like, my food is not right and sending food back to the punishment fit the crime. It means we were done with him. It means we were looking for a reason to hate him. And this was like, you know, you said something shitty to a waiter. Look, you're not supposed to do that. I'm sure in a bad mood, anyone might have done that from time to time. But, you know, I mean, he literally, well, he left the country. That was it. He said something mean to a, a waiter. And was run out of the nation because of it. Lost a television show and was exiled to yeah. Why the did he terrorist leave the nation of the United Kingdom. <laughs> You're so stupid. Stop. <laughs> why, why did he lose the Late Late Show? I think he quit. I think, yeah, I think he was it was just done. like done. Yeah. Because oh, he really? is British and I think he was tired of living here. Maybe. Yeah. His know, let's, let's, yeah, let's make something up. Uh, he wanted to raise his children um, in England. I made that up. This is not a news podcast. Well, that because that's the I thing is like false statements. He is someone that although he kind of had like a chokehold on like being a host forever, it then turned into like the minute you this is the thing is everyone thinks they're going to get off of the thing that made them really famous and like just still survive and you don't like you just don't. There's so many of the housewives that are like, I'm just going to leave and then I'm going to like be really famous. And like a very small fraction of them have been able to do that. Like there's so many other things where it's like you get famous for being on like The Bachelor or the whatever. And it's like you unless you go on for like four seasons, you never get become as famous as you think that you can like keep that momentum if you're just off television. It's like when someone's on The Voice or American Idol and the week they get voted off, they always look and they say, you haven't seen the last of me. It's like, and we it, have actually. It is, actually. <laughs> this is, this or is, the winners. Like, if you yeah, win The Voice or American <laughs> Yeah, like, <laughs> like, unless you're Kelly Clarkson or uh, what's her name? Uh, Carrie Underwood. It. Like, it's you're good Kelly to- and, and, and yes, because everyone else, even Ruben Stuttered, he, he's performing in the, at Starbucks now. How dare years. you act like Ruben Stuttered was someone who was going to become famous. After well, I didn't. Life. He was the second winner. Everyone <laughs> thought he'd be at least as famous as Kelly. And instead, no. Clay Aiken is somehow more famous than Ruben yeah. Stuttered. Those are the only ones I can name. And yeah, I don't know where those two are. <laughs> I want to go into American Idol, but I know that Dominic will cut all of it out anyway. So I'm going to keep the music. <laughs> Why do you think that? I just know that you will. Anyway, I was going to talk about Fantasia Barino being in the color purple, the new, the remake that, I'm, Oscar that I'm, le- I am lining up Christmas Day to go see. I cannot wait. But it's the Lord's birthday. You have I don't to stay here and pray all what night. A, no, I don't. <laughs> And neither do you. Anyway. Fantasia will do the singing for you. Yeah, she'll, yeah, yeah, she'll pray. I'm, I'll be praising someone and it won't be Jesus. <laughs> That's so stupid. Um, Wait, is Jennifer Hudson also a winner from a sh- singing show? No, she yeah. did not win. Well, she, she came didn't in win. like seventh place. Yeah. Yeah. She's not a winner. 
but she's she way more famous than half the other people. She's an Oscar winner now. Yeah, she didn't need American mm-hmm. Idol. Justin Guarini is the president of Spain. Stop. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> Justin Guarini. I mean, what do we do about James Corden? That's the thing. It sucks because he's like, he is funny. Like when he did the Friends reunion, he was the host. And I was like, there's no better person to ask them these questions than James Corden. Like I really felt secure with him. Like I felt like I was, I'm a huge Friends fan. So I was very excited for the reunion. And that was like, I don't know. It was just like, oh, this is of course who would be doing this and asking them all these questions. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's sort of like a sassier Ryan Seacrest. There was a moment when you could have put him everywhere. (laughs) He is a sassier Ryan Seacrest. He's a gay-faced Ryan Seacrest. (laughs) (laughs) That is a joke. Wow, what a... It's true. That's so a meta joke that I... That's I don't even know what to say to that. I love a callback. I love a callback. But honestly, you know, when I think oh, about fixing him, I almost I almost just want to give him money because he's already <laughs> appeared in Cats. So what more punishment I could know. possibly be levied at him? He does. That's what I will say, too, is like he has had a few. Uh, Wonders. <laughs> uh, yeah, a few um, casting choices that he that w- weren't great. Like Cats was like panned by every person that saw it. Like it was everybody. Yeah. I mean, even Taylor Swift was in that and it's still tanked. Like no yeah. one went to see it. Yeah. Well, to be fair, I saw Cats on Broadway as a child and thought it was terrible. And <laughs> so you were like, what the fuck is this musical? You yes. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were right. <laughs> there was already was nothing unbearable. to work with there. And then they made it like pervy. I don't know. Who's on the Late Late Show now? Does it even exist? I, I think, think so. I think they replaced them. No, Judy Dench is hosting it. Stop. Really? It's an only Every- British, oh. the only higher British person now to do it. <laughs> That's his. Oh, and it was Craig Ferguson's first. Right. That I, and before that, it was. That's what I forget what's about. His name? Craig Kilborn before Craig Ferguson. He, it was Craig Ferguson for a long time. Yeah. And no one watched it. And they stand like, I remember one of my friends was like, he's so funny and no one even cares. Yeah. Whenever I did catch it, it was very funny. The Craig Ferguson one. And James Corden was funny also. Their bits were yeah. always very funny. Funnier than. I felt like the level of comedy on the Late Late Show was sort of what the Tonight Show was going for, but they they missed the mark a little bit. Like there was still something like tongue in cheek and cerebral about the comedy on James Corden. I mean, which included things like eating bull balls, like stuff like that. But it was still very funny to me when I would watch it. More because I think Conan James Corden made them like accessible. Like he made yeah. celebrities feel like regular people, as opposed to like some cool club where none of us get to be privy to. <laughs> like yeah, it was like, oh, yeah. here's a celebrity dressed down in a car, like ordering McDonald's or whatever. And this is it. And now his whole career gone because he spoke to a waiter the wrong way. <laughs> Just had a momentary lapse of judgment and revealed his personality. Well, you know what I will say, though? He did, like, go out on it. Like, he saw the tide turning and was like, all right, I'm out of here. Which, like, never happens. Like, right. never. Way. Like, he saw, like, it was going south. And he was like, let me go back to London and just, like, be out of here. I mean, what more yeah, could made he his do money. here anyway? Yeah, what more could he do? Or are we about to suggest what more I he think do? we are about to suggest what more I he think do. It's time for the pitches. Okay. Kiki, this is the part of the podcast where we do our pitches. 
and then you can once we are done pitching you may ask questions you may give comments feedback whatever you want and then you decide who is the winner of this episode i can't wait james corden james corden did a great thing with carpool karaoke dominic knows that i'm already going here it's the best thing that he's done it's the funniest thing that he's done it's easily marketable and still funny and like it's a part of his career that he can continue to ride on without having to like be it be a host again what james corden is going to do is do a much like madden with football games james corden is going to do a carpool karaoke video game now it could this wow yeah could this be vr maybe where you feel that you're in the car with the celebrity and you are James Corden? Sure. Does everyone have VR? No. Minimum like a PS5 <laughs> or like a Nintendo Switch. But I used to have like all these like Glee karaoke games or like the Nintendo Wii and like Rock Band and all these like fun games where you would like sing karaoke in a video game. That is what James Corden, James Corden is mar- taking over that market and is going to be like the carpool karaoke video game. He spends one day shooting like, hey, everyone, it's my game, carpool karaoke, blah, blah, blah. And like, there's all these songs from like the iconic versions of all of the like Adele, Katy Perry, Celine Dion. We had Ariana Grande. Like we've had everyone. Like they're all the whole catalog is available to us. And you are in the car with this celebrity and you're singing along with the songs you can customize different rides of like, here are the different songs we're going to sing in a row. And you can upload it to Instagram afterwards. Like all this can get recorded and put on social media since like, if you can't have a part of the game, go to social media, why even have it anymore? And his career is going to be like silently put back to where it was because people are going to be like, oh yeah, he is extremely talented and got these celebrities to do insane, crazy things. And it was like really funny. Like remember when he was giving away like Celine Dion shoes? Like he would just pull over when he did Celine Dion. He literally pulled over to the side of the thing and was like, "Do you want these shoes? They're from Celine Dion." And Celine was like, <laughs> "No!" Funny. And like he that's just funny. threw them out the thing. Like that's fucking hilarious. That is what he's gonna do. He's gonna become a video game empire like mogul. And we're slowly like the reason that anyone even listened to anything John Madden said for the last like how many years of his life is he even still alive? Is of because course. he had the best football video game for. Right. The entire time that I've been alive. That's you know how what I, mean? so, I only, that's, I did, that's how I knew who he was. Yeah, same. <laughs> and I'm an adult. And now James Corden is going to do the same with karaoke. And that is my pitch. Wow. It's a good one. James Corden. I don't know that this is a genius idea, but I feel like it is the only idea for you. Oh God! You've already you've you've conquered Broadway. You've been in film. You had a late night television show. I mean, you can sing. You can act. We get it. So the problem is that you're just not famous in a positive light anymore. That's what we're here to fix. I don't know. You could teach a school of with all the talents you have. It's insane. Where else does a scandal-plagued person like you go? You're going to open a fucking restaurant, James Gordon. Stop. You're going to open a restaurant that's only open for breakfast. 
and only <laughs> serves eggs. You're a monster. Maybe you're just a brunch <laughs> restaurant. Maybe you're maybe you're everyday. Maybe it's just Sunday brunch. Maybe you're a pop-up event restaurant, but it's gotta be dinner theater as well. If we have drag brunch, we can have James Corden egg breakfast. Because these these will be breakfast, breakfast theater. And you will be one of the performers occasionally. It'll be it'll be like a real treat when you're actually there. Like, ooh, is Barbara Walters on the view today? Like one of those things. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. I don't I, I will leave it to the listeners to come up with a name for this restaurant because they didn't think of this idea until we were already talking doing about it. Walthazar, yeah. <laughs> until 30 seconds before it came out of my mouth. And that's my pitch. We'll just—he's just gonna it, as part apology, part moneymaker, part. His name is back in the press again, and that's the—that's the goal. Okay, so this is a little hard for me because I love both ideas. Okay, because I do think it's really funny. It's often a Sophie's choice around. Here. Yes, correct. <laughs> Ooh, this is hard because it would be really funny. You know, he did yell at the waiter, "I can do your job better." So if he works at the restaurant sometimes and proves that he actually can do the job better, then. I don't know. He's just like validating his own mean comments. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I do like the video game idea, especially if you can get into the video game and your goal is like to try to do the things that James Corden does. Like, can you can you get Celine Dion to take off her shoes? And like, that's how you win or lose. And you realize how hard his job is. And you're like, okay, well, his job's very stressful. He has to like force people to take off their shoes. Like maybe he was just having a bad day. So for that reason, for the empathy side of it, I'm going to choose the video game, but they're both great ideas. Oh, congratulations, Chris. It's been a few weeks since Kiki, you've claimed the I've victory. I've needed this desperately. <laughs> <laughs> Dominic has been mopping the floor with me in the last like six episodes. So thank you so oh, much for this. I needed this good, point. Like truly. It's a, good, it's a great idea. I can I I want to add something to this idea if okay. I may. And you don't may. do this half point bullshit. I will. But <laughs> I think that this video game should be played in cars. Like I think that this oh, God, video this should be a hologram. <laughs> it should be a hologram game that comes as part of a package, a premium package with the vehicle. You're driving, but you're playing carpool karaoke with James Corden in the car with you singing. <laughs> and he you just have to sing along with the hologram of James Corden that's in the passenger seat. Now Dominic I love do that. You do you remember whenever I pitched my idea about Lana Del Rey and you said this will this will result in the loss of many like casualties? <laughs> that is that is what you have just said to me like right now. Okay. I think not only do I think it should be a hologram of James Corden, but I think when you're playing the game, if you're driving alone, you should still legally qualify to be in the HOV lane with a <laughs> yeah, you have two people in your seat. <laughs> I love that. That's honestly for the betterment of society at this point. It's the green option. The economy. What <laughs> yeah. better comeback is that than stimulating the economy? Dear God in heaven. You're a genius, Chris. Oh my God, I needed this so badly. Kiki, thank you so much. Yes, and combine it with Grand Theft Auto, you have to like pick up... Oh my God, like, yeah, like run people over. Yeah. (laughs) Like that's how you get Celine's shoes. You have to murder her. Yeah, like throw a Molotov cocktail at a helicopter. Like all of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Same thing. I mean, say apples and apples, right? Oh God. All right. Well, another episode in the books. Kiki, thank you so much. You're welcome, James Corden. You're welcome. Oh my God, Dominic. Wait, you never said what his middle name is. (gasps) 
And it's a doozy. It's a doozy. James Corden's middle name is Kimberly. No. Yep. James. Okay, he deserves to be canceled. Kimberly Corden. Oh, wow. Yep. Dominic, I would have changed my whole pitch. (laughs) What would you have done? He would have become like the pink Power Ranger. Like there was something. Like there was all of a sudden now it's okay that he does gay face because his middle (laughs) name name is Kimberly. That's horrible. That's horrible. Wow. All right. Well, moving right past that. Kiki, thank you so much for being with us. (laughs) Where can people find you? Um, well, you can find me on all the socials on Instagram. It's Kiki Anderson. The podcast is Indecent Kiki and we stream everywhere you get your podcasts. You guys, this was so fun. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Thank you. We had fun with you. Thank you for coming. Kiki, before yeah. we, before I ask Dominic where people can find him, please tell everyone, or we can cut this out if you don't want to say it, but tell Dominic why you changed your name to Kiki. Um, well, so Kiki was my nickname growing up, but when I was doing the news, cause I used to be a news reporter before I did comedy. Uh, people were confusing me on Twitter for Kellyanne Conway. <laughs> so I was getting all of her hate tweets. Oh my God. <laughs> Which like, why, why would that happen? <laughs> like you look nothing like her, thankfully. Like thankfully, you don't even have the same name. Like it's just, it doesn't make any sense. It was amazing. Cause it was like, like my Twitter handle was Kelly A Media and her Twitter handle oh. was Kelly Ann Pole. So it would auto-populate my name for a really long time. And I would just get all of her hate tweets, which I was personally delighted by. But the other news reporters in my newsroom were horrified. They were like, this is bad for your brand. And I'm like, yeah, but it's funny to me. Yeah. You're like, I don't care about that. You're like, brand schmand. Yeah. That's, I just knew that nugget about you and I needed Dominic to, I that needed to watch fantastic. Dominic. That is fantastic. <laughs> Go listen to Indecent. Um, she's doing the Lord's work over there, actually. Dominic, where can people find you? Uh, my website is dominterry.com and my socials are at Dominic Pupa. Chris, where can we find you? You can find me at the Krista Rosa. You can find the show at Fixing Famous People. Write a review and let us know who you want us to fix next. I wish you both well. And as always, where's Shelly? Goodbye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.